What's going on, guys? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. This is the motherfucking Fight Club. And before we get into the video, Teofimo Lopez's return at 140 versus Pedro Campa and a little Xander Zayas uh, fucking KO for you. Before we get into that, go down and like this video and subscribe to the channel. But these are your hosts for the Fight Club this week. I'm Paul Pickle Wyndham Concha. I got my joint and I got my shot. Who's with me? Hey, man, you already know it's that boy, Kev. Waterboy support, aka the Don Pye, and I might have a little something, something in my cup today. I don't know. That boy Paul Lysis got cut off. You feel me? But we all Gucci right here. You see that shit? Boy got ghosts. I'm about to say, but I, if you needed to pay the bill, you could have just asked. It's your boy Marcus, man. What's good with y'all? But hey, Marcus, life back on. Your cousin, your cousin Tiafimo, big homie, <laughs> came out. He showed his ass real quick. He showed us how it's supposed to be done. Hey. That boy like- Tio, oh, man. Yeah, do the dance. Yes, sir. Dance. My boy's a showman. He's a showman. My boy killed that shit. I'm not going to lie to you. I fucked with the energy he brought to that shit. It was a great weekend of fights, dog. Even with, even the boys was both turned the fuck up all day. I think top rank, they kind of showed their ass on this on this card right here. Yeah, uh, yeah, bro. Xander getting co-main event now. That shit. How, I got a question for you, Mark. We kind of talked it before. I saw you earlier this week, but how did you feel about that? A lot of people were saying the early stoppage by Xander. I mean, it was a good punch. I don't know if it should have been stopped, I mean, but there was a lot of damage prior. He, yeah, no, nah, he definitely was damaging him. He, I mean, fucking was putting it on him. I feel like the ref was anticipating the stoppage, so I think he just jumped a little early. You could say it's early stoppage by me. Obviously, we know who is winning the fight. Obviously, we know who is, you know what I'm saying, going to win that fight. And it was just pretty obvious. I feel like the ref kind of just jumped himself early. I feel like he even knows it himself. But it's not that big of a deal. It wasn't no fucking crazy moment. Yes, I mean, it wasn't that bad. It reminded me of the Antoine Russell stoppage from the two weeks prior. Like, even though, yeah, it could be a bad stoppage, just like, bro, he was getting his ass beat. Like, there was no. I feel like, no I feel like the ref it. was like, all right, I'm about to jump any second now. And then, like, he seen one big punch and he just jumped and he said, fuck it. He, he, he knew it. He's like, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Facts. I He's thought that shit was lit. I didn't need help me break down why Xander Zion is so fucking good. Man, that boy, for a 19-year-old, bro, just IQ, ring management, the, that shit is like – I feel like him and Keyshawn are the only two that's, like, on that level right now that be able to go Man. in there and they just – yeah, IQ for a young fighter is just different, bro. And, like, Xander's going to get bigger. The boy's just – what, he's fighting at 154 now? And, like, he's just learning – at each fight, he looks like he's just getting better. He's sharpening his tools, bro. And I love how fired up he comes. Like, it's crazy. When I saw him. This fight, up, yeah, I seen that. He was lit. He was teed up after that shit. Bro, like, even before I'm jumping up, I literally, I was so glad that that the top, that um the cards, these were both ESPN cards. So, motherfucking, they did the um UFC and the boxing at different times. So, I'm watching that boy just, huh, huh, huh. come on, come on. Like, that boy came ready to take some fucking heads off. The boy's the next. The boy's the next Puerto Rican great, man. That eyes, man. They love you know how they love the Puerto Ricans over there. ESPN. But Paul, that's your favorite prospect, right? Correct. Oh uh, no, he's not my Gary Antoine Russell's my favorite prospect, oh, but but okay. he's about to be a title contender, to be honest. So I mean, 
Xander Zayas is right there as prospect still. So when it comes to all the young prospects, like how does he set himself different from the rest? Because like there's a lot of young dudes like Keyshawn Davis, um, Boots, um, the other dude, um, the other dude from Philly. Like what's it? What Fulton, make- Fulton, but Fulton's a champion. I, I, I would say honestly though. And what makes them different is just, like, the IQ. A lot of people have the skill. A lot of people have power. A lot of people go into ring looking for, like, highlight finishes so they can grow their brand. But when you see someone who's just picking these people apart and they're not looking for a finish, they're just looking to be the better. Like, they're just, they're just beating you in every sense of the word. And you can you can sense it's different. There's a difference when someone is taking someone's head off and this has a, a crazy power for the weight class versus someone who's just literally – you've yet to see any holes in the game at a, such a young age. And that's how I just use Xander Zayas. That's um, another name I'm throwing out list is Bam. Even though Bam is a champion, he is still 21 years old. He's just as young. Like, he's just a year, year and a half older than um, Xander. That shit's crazy. But we're seeing these new-gen fighters just basically come in and kind of show these older fighters or names in the division that, like, hey, like, we're not afraid of y'all because we're just technically better than you. And it's crazy. Like Devin Haney, 23, like they're just so technically sound. I don't know what schools they're coming from, but they're fucking, I can't, they're fun to watch. It, this shit's crazy, bro. And they're coming and they back seriously. Because we were clowning Xander for crying. But to be honest, I want my champion to cry if he can't fight for the belt. Like I want, I want that person to take that shit like life or death. And that's what Xander's showing at such a young, like we're other people. I know at 19, I was like, shit, we're going to hit the club. We're going to fucking hit the uh, parties. Like we're the host, like the shit like that. But Xander is just like, I'm here for gold and I fuck with it. Facts. I love it, man. I like the way I, I like the fight. And it was funny because like, I'm not, when it comes to boxing, I just kind of just want to see somebody get this shit a rock. You feel me? I'm kind of there for that. But the way that Brett just kind of stayed consistent and kept tagging his ass and wasn't getting hit like that, it's kind of dangerous. He has the upside for real, for real. And, uh, but now on to the main event, what really put asses in seats, they said, I want to say nine, over, they peaked at over 913,000 views for ESPN when this fight came on and it averaged 850K watches throughout the fight. So he's still a fucking generational talent when it comes to skill and drawing an audience. But Teofimo Lopez versus Pedro Campa. And Teofimo Lopez, I don't care what nobody fucking says. That man is back. And I don't think he ever left, to be honest. I think people just doubted him because all the extra shit outside. I think it was easy to put um to just throw stuff out there. Like the whole first time, the first of 22 months. This is his first fight in like 22 months. So it's easy to be like, maybe he has some ring rust. Maybe he has his nah. Nah. That boy coming out the show. And the way he was just so accurate and the way he was, he was fighting with his hands down, like pretty much the whole last half of the fight. Like, bro, was really just sitting there trying to just set up and really protect, get bro out of there. It's a dangerous dude, man. Hey, bro, that boy Tio is a fucking monster. I'm going to gas that shit, fuck it, because if you look, bro, like he's just different when it comes to, like, speed, power, and counter punching ability like i feel like just to make sure those things like he, he can do things that a lot of fighters can't do which is crazy like especially out of all the young fighters there's a lot of talent and he does shit that people can't do bro and i think that's what makes him different i mean i feel like he still got work to do to get like his power 
more comfortable at 140, you know what I'm saying? Because he took more shots to her. But I feel like it's still there. I feel like he's still young technically, so he's still going to be growing into that shit. But, man, he put on a performance, bro, like footwork. He was like – he looked like it was a sparring session. He was just out there moving, going through the motions. I mean, he probably could have got dude out of there a lot earlier if he wanted to, if he pressed the gas. But people complained about that last fight, you know, when he came out against Kimbosis in the first round push the gas, swing in his shots. He looked bad. He got dropped. So I, I think he was trying to show a little bit different. Still got a little, you know, a little problems upstairs, but that's straight. Fuck it. Within I think force and within the four sided ring, though, he is one of one. Yeah. Nah, when it comes to the boxing skills, bro, I honestly will say, I don't know who beats him. At least right now. I mean, like I, I could be gassing it a little bit, but I mean, shit, it's going to be a tough, Taz to take out T.O., bro. What was you about to say, Kev? I think it's interesting when you look at that, when you look at that situation. I want to talk about the mindset after we get done talking about the fights. But I think the biggest thing I took away from T.O. is that, like, he looked great, and he just looked – he put on a show and everything, but he did take a lot of hits because there were points in times where I feel like Kampo was like – because I feel like Kampo, he um, got he lost and he got beat, but I don't think he felt like a slouch. Like, he felt like, yo, this, this dude outclassed me. I feel like he, like – Cause there was a point in time when he got dropped the first time where he just shook his head. He was just he knew he fucked up himself. Like yeah, he was like, he was like, he was like, all right, all right, I'm tripping. Let me um, I can get up and I can kind of I can come back from this. So like I feel like that was the interesting thing. And with TL being at the higher weight class, I think that's interesting too. Cause like when you guys kind of like, I'm not gonna lie, I came in there thinking he was like a fucking giant. Like I forgot I seen the fight Lomachenko. So like I seen that he was bigger than the 135s for sure. But, like, the way, like, when we spoke on it on the podcast, I'm sitting there thinking, like, yo, Fred's fucking going to be massive next to um, Kumpa. And I'm not saying he was too much smaller, too much bigger, but I'm saying that the size wasn't that big a deal. So, like, when I looked at, um, so when I looked when he has to go fight the Josh Taylors and stuff, like, I want to see, like, is he going to continue to fight kind of, like, similar, kind of try to get buzz out of there, but is he going to play more, like, the defensive? Because his shoulder roll was there. Like, the entire fight, Kumpa was eating his motherfucking shoulder. So I want to see, like, are you going to be taking those bigger hits against better competition as well? With, uh, but that's why they have tune-up fights. That's why you you give them one or two fights in the new division against opponents that they should be able to beat and just to get them comfortable. So whenever they do go fight the bigger talents, he looks more natural size. So, like, he uh, he's slowly putting on that weight, like, like legitimate when he's walking around and shit. But mm-hmm. – Outside, of, I don't think he like he called out everybody, which I find hilarious. He called out Josh Taylor. He called out um fucking what's the other whole Jack Catterell. He called out um uh, Jose Zapita Ramirez. He called out Progas. He called out every motherfucker well, that weighs one forty and is a good. That one jet too. I forget his name. Was it Barboza or something? Barboza. Barbosa yeah, was supposed to be his original fight, but he, um, but Barbosa was more of a 50 50 fight, especially f- coming into your first 140 fight. So, the the uh, Teofimo's camp decided to that Pedro Campo would be a better matchup for your first fight. Fuck Man, fuck, fuck Taylor, bro. Teofimo knocks him out. Nah, just right, playing. He, he don't know. Fuck Taylor. Taylor, I, Taylor's doing the most gangster shit ever right now. Where the yeah. fans said that Jack Cotterell beat him in the first match, so he's dropping every title 
just so he can go and get his rematch to prove that also he beat him. And I I think that also confirms that he's moving up to 147. Yeah, that does kind of might not even fight Teofimo for real. But shit, I'm seeing talks of Teofimo versus Gary Russell, Teofimo versus Progos, Teofimo versus Sapia. Like those are all top five fighters. I can't. Oscar De La Hoya was um was invited as a guest of Tiafimo. So they sat down, and you know he's a Hall of Famer and all that extra good shit. So we gotta go talk to Oscar De La Hoya. He's so an older talked, boy. And he kept they kept bringing up Ryan Garcia. I think I said this earlier when we first talked about it in the group chat when Ryan Garcia's name was getting tossed around earlier for their fight week. I think it's just Del Hoya trying to keep, even though Ryan Garcia is not fighting right now, he wants to make sure Garcia's name is still in circulating. Like, 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 like he just wants to keep his name in the circle. But that's just my opinion. Maybe he is actually wants to get him in the fight. I think because. Garcia, I looked at it like this when he said that. I was like, okay, that's exactly what you, he wanted to do. But I look at um Garcia, and it's it's already tough to get probably that like top ranking Golden Boy. There's probably haven't been too many collab fights so far. But Garcia going up, and then Tiafimo done gone up, and then so pretty much he had to get the fight with Tank, and the fight with Tank never happens if he wants to get a mega fight and that stuff right there, and even if it is to take a lot. Even if it's against like some crazy, crazy high talent and a really set up like his like career defining like bout, he'd probably be the best person. Bless. Thank you. Thank you. Garcia didn't want to smoke with him at one thirty five. Garcia didn't want to smoke with him at one forty. I believe it, but I'm Man. just saying the way they were setting that up. I was like, huh, that probably is his best chance to get a mega fight if he doesn't set it up with Tank. Money talk. Uh, I don't know how a fight goes with Garcia. That'd be a good ass fight. But I think it would be I don't think it would be a full fight. I, well maybe, but I don't know. You know I got Tia Fimo on that one. But um yeah, it would be decent to see what how, how they how they would set a business. But this was a great card. Tom Frank really showed out. But what's next for them boys? See, I, that's why I threw up those couple names. I was like, maybe Progress, maybe Gary. I think Gary Anton Russell beats him, but that's also because I'm a little biased. Uh, but outside of that, I think he has a good. But these are these are no slouches with Jose Ramirez, Sapita, and um, Progress. These are all people. These are all 50-50 fights. And I know you probably have to fight them before you even get Josh Taylor. Progress is a former champ. Ramirez is Pro-Gray, a former champ. Sorry, I've been saying his name wrong. Yeah, it's like Regis Progress or some shit. I could be wrong too. Who knows? But I think that's what it is. But we got him. He uh, Ramirez is a former champ, so there's a couple guys he could go after and be some good fights. But I feel like he's if he does fight Josh Taylor, probably get like another one, like another fight at 140 before he fights Taylor. I don't know if Taylor, especially if, if we're right and Taylor does move up to 147, maybe all four belts. That's what it seems. I don't know why else he would drop all his belts. Yeah, I was say even if none, even if not all four are open, there's two vacant titles right now. I mean, Teofimo could easily put his name into a title intern title shot against whoever is the mandatory of that um, promotion. I think he could easily be able to put his name against whoever. I think Progaz is one of the, or is one of the mandatories that uh, he ended up having to drop the belt for. So like he could fight Progaz for the new WBA champion or the fucking IBA, whatever 
promotion it is. They're right. just too open. Go get it. Pro Gray is lucky a sleeper. He a Southpaw. He's nice. He just got one loss. So like I feel like he hasn't been able and like he's dangerous. So people don't like to fight him. Even though he's not a like he's not a champion. So like you know, you gotta kind of start back over. People are afraid to fight him. He's he's solid. And he's a southpaw. That shit dangerous. Was Campo a southpaw? Oh no, was he? I can't remember. No, that's interesting. I don't know, but Teofimo kept getting hit with the right hand. He needed to tighten that shit up. Cause that's what Cambosis dropped him with too. No, that's interesting. But how do you feel about the mindset when it comes to them boys? Cause like them boys are still lit. The boys are still gonna talk their shit. Teofimo's dad still gonna be in the corner telling like, "Yo, you need to fuck this nigga up." So like, I just keep coming with that. Cause I think it's just them. I feel like at this point, you kind of just gotta respect it. Nah, bro. His dad. If y'all remember, me and Marcus had a good laugh about this, bro. Like, Teofimo's in front of the camera flexing because he does beat him right and then his dad comes up from behind him get scoops in front to get in front to get in front of the camera type shit and it was just like this man this man just likes to be a part of everything bro like i don't and his corner work is spotty with the, hey bro why haven't you knocked him out yet go out there and knock him out that's all you gotta do knock him out like one thing i would say he did a little bit better in the corner this fight like when you're listening to the in the corner for this fight, it sounded like it was more put together. They they weren't bullshitting like they did the Cambosis fight, but his dad be fucking crazy, bro. And that's probably why he's crazy. And hey, man, I, I, I feel like if he'll go as far as his skills would take him, but if he had a trainer that was in front of him, like a like how Tyson had custom motto that was literally like making sure that you were doing the if he had someone in front of him that, that wasn't his dad, I think he would go even further. That's my personal opinion. But family over everything, and I understand why. It, like his, He's won already all these fights. He's won all the belts with his dad in his corner. Why would you – like like maybe it is just mental blockage, and he just has to get past it, and then he can be champion of the world in every division that he wants to be. Facts. Hey, man. Uh, I, I hope he gets over that mental shit because, bro, his ceiling is high. Man, he's still only young. He's only like 23, 24. My boy is Puerto Rican. He's from Brooklyn and was raised in South Florida. He gonna be, he's gonna be motherfucking. I feel like it's just gonna be like he's gonna be like that forever. And I'm gonna enjoy every second of it. As long as he keeps fucking niggas up, can't say nothing about it. But hey man, this has been a nice smooth episode, man. This has been the totally blitz Tio Fimo versus Kemper recap. Top rank, they're gonna come through with the Puerto Ricans every motherfucking time. So we gonna show you. We got some more stuff coming for you. Check out an Usa Joshua um recap coming out on Friday. But hey man, if you didn't know, we really don't give a fuck. But we don't mind telling you again that you's a big problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not bad. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't not new. Higher than I ever been I got a problem with